and welcome to the Benefit of a Doubt podcast and th- to this month's edition of Beyond a Doubt. Our next guest on Beyond a Doubt is a senior tech reviewer at Mobile Tech Talk, 3D printing maestro, and general smart guy who is joining us way, way, way past his bedtime, Dom Lamberti. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Adam. Nice to have you. Oh, no. Thank you for having me. Wow, I am right. far too tired. I am far too tired to be doing this. This should be fun. Yeah, no, this will be this will be great. And actually, it, it's always fun when people are tired because then you get like the best answers. So, yeah, um, no, it's very cool to have you here. And it's the least I can do considering you're like one of the people that always likes my shit on Twitter. So I really appreciate that. And look, from one <laughs> shit poster to another, you need to be there for each other. I know that's what I'm saying. That's what I, that's what I've always been saying. But um, so I want to start. So Beyond a Doubt is my series talking to other you know creators, writers, reviewers, um, basically just kind of like about them. So like all all about Dom because no one is more qualified to talk about Dom than Dom. So um, yeah, so let's just let's just uh, talk talk a little bit about Dom. You know, one thing I wanted to. Um, talk about just to right off the bat was the what was it called uh, the podcast that you had with Hayato um, about wow. a while back I know I like I was a big fan of that podcast and it only lasted like a, a few months but it was so I much fun it lasted about six months I think four to six months mm-hmm. it was called the NSFW and it was no shared, that's right no shared feelings whatsoever <laughs> and that's right. Yeah. That's right. It was. It was great. Back. It was very fun. It was, and I would imagine like one of the one of the big issues with that podcast probably was echoed when we were trying to get our appearance together. Is when when can you meet? That's convenient for both Indiana time and UK time. <laughs> yeah, especially at the time he had just started doing a retail job. Uh, for T-Mobile, not very close to his house. So, oh my god! So um, yeah, he was starting at T-Mobile. That's how far back it was. Um, wow, that that is a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> so I think by the time he was back home from work, able to like catch up on the day's tech and then record, it was yeah. about half past two my time. Half past two in the morning. So about like nine thirty p.m. And then after that, uh, I'd wake up at 6, 7 in the morning and go to either work or university the next day. So, mm. Yeah, that pro- I can see why that would not be a sustainable model. Mm. But still, I appreciated the effort. And I did listen for its entire run. So, one um, of the few. Yeah, to- uh, well, you know, hey, uh, <laughs> we can't all be, you know, pocket now weeklies or anything. So. Mm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so so yeah, we were actually talking off air. Like I don't I don't believe if we have had a conversation, it has been probably close to a decade. But uh, uh, I don't know why it's taken this long to catch up with you. But let's let's talk a little bit about your origin story. You're the senior tech reviewer at Mobile Tech Talk. Now, is that your full time gig or is that like a side gig or how does that how does that work out for you? So. I'm trying to figure the logistics of this. So uh, this is actually legally classed as uh, volunteer work for me. Oh, okay. So uh, I I don't get paid to do this. This is 
my my main work is freelancing. I do a lot of work for um, Future, so uh, I do three D mm-hmm. printing content on uh, Windows Central. But my main okay. my main day job is uh, I'm actually a carer, like uh, okay. like health like health and social care. I am a, a carer oh. for for um, okay. for family members. Um, oh, so it, it's one of the few jobs I managed to to. Um, sorry, tech is one of the few jobs I was able to get into whilst being at home because mm-hmm. when you are caring for people whilst they may need you for a lot of the day you're you're not stuck by their side all day right, right. so i okay. i was able to to sneak out an hour two hours a day uh, where i could catch up on the news i could um write write a review or a podcast script or something like that and then mm-hmm. and then carried on. It was it, it kind of worked very well for for my thing, and it just carried on like that until okay. getting the freelance stuff, and then hopefully soon more permanent. Yeah, well, that would be awesome. So I just recently made that transition myself from freelance over into full time, and I gotta say it's pretty sweet. <laughs> so. I, I saw. I am again. We've been following each other for years. I am so proud of you, man. When I when oh, I well, when I you. when I saw the tweet come up on my feed, I just leant back in my chair and I'm like, "Ah, ah, you're too sweet." So, and it, it remains to be seen whether or not the interim tag will uh, will ever get taken away. But you know, at this point, nothing would surprise me. I think specifically within the last eighteen months or so, we've seen so many long-term writers from publications leave where they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be we've seen a lot of people leave future to do independent things or move them to digital trends like with Andrew and Phil um, mm-hmm. uh, and cut, me and you <laughs> yeah then there was people that have were um, at like a lot of people that left like The Verge there were a load of uh, YouTubers that left like BuzzFeed and then went solo or um, yeah. a couple but Mark has just hired a load of people Hayato mm-hmm. being one of them, uh, David yep. being another. Like this last eighteen months, like tail has been crazy. It's been insane, <laughs> but it has been really profitable for the business card industry <laughs> because everyone's getting new business cards printed up. It, 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 yeah, it has been really. It's been fascinating, like trying to keep up with like where everybody is because you know you used to be like you know it used to be like oh yeah so and so is with this and so and so is not so much anymore. So, Dieter's going to Google? What's all that about? I mean... I, I put yeah. off watching that video for a good two days. Because it, it was like, like if, if, I, if I never watched the video, he never leaves. Um, that's true. That is true. But, but you know, yeah. he did reveal where Backlon came from, which is to say, from nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he did it in the most Dieter way possible, which is like this most... Over, overthought, overwrought, like oh, it was very virgin, yes, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> but honestly, I'd be upset if he'd done it any other way. Oh sure, sure, yeah. He, he you needed know, a like... fifteen-minute video to tell us the name means nothing because it's all about how language means nothing. Right. Oh yeah, and it was it was very uh, like I was watch I was halfway through this video. I'm like, yeah, this is this is a verge video, definitely. <laughs> 
like this is definitely i mean i go back to it was a few years ago but i remember the verge published a tldr article that was like 2000 words and i'm like yeah okay <laughs> we know where you're coming from now verge um you keep anyway, using that word um, i'm not sure you know what it means Right, exactly, exactly. So, cool. So you're working with Future. You're working with um, you're, you're working with Mobile Tech Talk. I mean, one thing that you know I can't not talk to you about is 3D printing because, like, that is kind of your jam. Like, yeah. Now, now, I did I see uh, you posted the other day that you you have like one working printer these days, like. One out of how many, I guess, is my first question that I need to. So <laughs> need we to we ask. don't uh, we don't have the Fifth Amendment in the UK, so I can't really invoke the Fifth. But um, <laughs> so in my in my office currently there are. On the contrary, you're the reason we have the Fifth Amendment. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, so in my in my office currently uh, there are four three D printers. Uh, one Lord. one of which is extremely pre production, which. So that that I'm kind of giving it a pass. It is three and a half. It, yeah, it's 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 kind of it's very pre-production. Uh, one of them is one I built myself. You built a three D printer by yourself? Yeah. So that's like a pretty okay. common. It's like a a pretty common thing to do. Kind of like early PC building. Really? Yeah. Well, hello, conversation for the next half hour. How are you doing? Okay. So. Let's now keep going with the roster, though, and then we'll get into so, the, uh, the uh, building. So the one stuff. I built myself is uh, a company. It's actually not even really a company. Specifically, it's not a company. Uh, is called Voron. So Voron okay. means uh, Raven in Russian. The guy that started it is Russian. Okay. Um, and it was so like we don't black like and red. we don't like him these days. Okay. Uh, his name is RCF Russian Cat Food. It was like an old uh, Splinter Cell name, I believe. So it, okay. So like he it was just like a tagline he used, and yeah, but um, yeah, he's Max. So he started uh, Voron, and I've got the smallest one of the machines. It sells mm -hmm. for about six hundred dollars if you want to. Okay. So you buy the kit, and then you either print the parts yourself on another 3D printer, the plastic parts. Iron or, Ironically, okay. Yeah. Or you can, <laughs> you can uh, apply to their program called Print It Forward, uh, which is basically other people in the Voron community, you can ask them to build, it for, like, build the printed parts for you. Hmm. But all the Print It Forward needed to be printed on other Vorons. So it's like within the community, helping the community grow. Okay. So I've got the smallest one, and it, it, it prints a 120 millimeter cube, which I think is like, I want to say five inches. It's like a five inch cube. Hang on, I've got a tape measure here. Uh, 120 millimeters. Uh... Yeah, yeah, about five inches. Yeah. So yeah, if you can imagine a three-dimensional five-inch cube, right? That's one hundred and twenty millimeters. Yeah. There. So this pr okay. this printer can print that big, which isn't very large on its own. But sure. if I go off screen for a second, this what is this sword was printed on that machine. 
Wow, and that is far larger than 120 millimeters. That yeah. is that's, so, that looks like to be about three feet long, give or take. Yeah, roughly. Or sorry. about I'm sorry, a meter for uh, people who use uh, dimensions that make sense. Yeah. Okay. So this is yeah. split up into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is ten pieces with um, little. Uh, uh, I try to use nails, just cut to size in the slots. Here. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, a lot of prints huh. are can be cut up to be much more usable. So if I move out of frame again for a second. You can see yeah. the swords from Thor Ragnarok. Oh, nice! Yep. Okay, those are all, those are printed on a slightly larger printer, but again, they they on their each piece on its own is about 150 millimeters. Okay, all right. So uh, what what so what else? Well, let's just round out the roster there because I think you've named like two of them so far. What else do you have? Yeah, what, so, what other so that do you so have? the smallest one is the Voron Zero. That one's not working. Mm-hmm. That's okay. sitting in the naughty corner right now. Um, <laughs> the the next one is actually a commercial printer that I bought. It's uh, a company out of the Czech Republic called Prusa Research. Um, the guy uh-huh. the guy who runs it, Joseph Prusa, really nice guy. Um, is on like the like thirty under thirty list. Like seriously up and coming guy. Employs like oh, 250, 300 people in like the center of the Czech Republic. Uh, that is a 180 millimeter cube printer. Okay. So that's seven inches. Yeah, yeah, a little bit over seven inches. Yeah. So yeah, right about there. And my last printer that I can talk about is uh, an Elegoo Neptune Two, which is okay. I'm not even going to try and do the inches dimensions on this, but it's. 235 by 235 by 250. 235 millimeters? Okay, so that's like nine, about nine and a half inches. So nine and a half by nine and a half by like ten and a half, I think. I got a phone ringing here. Sorry. Sorry, we all have that problem. I thought it was mine for a second, and I looked around my (laughs) desk. (laughs) Well, mine was ringing with a distinctly T Mobile ring, so I don't think you would have had to have worried about it. I honest, but, I don't yeah. even know what my current phone ringtone is, but I hear a phone <laughs> ring, and I'm just... I just assume it's yeah, mine. Yeah, <laughs> I assume it's mine, and I'm petrified. <laughs> well, yeah, I put all my stuff in a drawer so that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't ring through, but... Uh... But yeah, so it's it's a constant problem. Like, man, we I had a, a meeting right before this podcast, and like ten minutes before the meeting, like eight devices started screaming at me, <laughs> and I was just like, dude. But it's a uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a problem that we all have to deal with. <laughs> it it really is. So um, so. Let's get back to this building your own 3D printer thing, because I honestly did not know that that was a thing until you just said it, like, five minutes ago. How, 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 how would you, how does it even work? So, like, a, a tiny bit of history here. The way current yeah. 3D printing works, um, or the, the most common type of co- uh, 3D printing currently is called FFF, or Fused Filament Fabrication. It uses okay. like a, a, a long plastic strand, uh, and whilst I usually have it everywhere in this room, it is currently not available <laughs> to me. Um, of course not. Yeah. So you buy uh, 
rolls, spools of filament in. You usually come in uh, one kilogram spools, so 2.2 pounds, um, which is roughly 330 meters of filament. The diameter, yeah. And by the way, I was just going to say, mega props on your um, metric to English conversions there. You're doing quite well. So, um, you know, mad props. There there are a few that I can really do after being in this industry. It's uh, one kilogram is 2.2 pounds. An inch is 25.2 mil. Um, Yes, I don't even know that. (laughs) Mainly mainly for laptops, I do that one. Um, Yeah, that's fair. so So the plastic on these spools has a specific diameter. Uh, it's 1.75 mm-hmm. millimeters. Okay. Um, and so it's pushed through a, usually a, a guide tube to uh, a hot end, the bit that gets strangely enough hot. Uh, and mm-hmm. at that point, it's basically a robot hot glue gun. Okay. You're, you're, telling it, right. you're telling it to move in X and Y, and it draws an outline of a part, and then it moves up a little bit. And, and then, then it draws, draws the again. next layer. Mm-hmm. And it can be the same. So you can be just making a cylinder. You could be making a little bottle like this. Which, oh, is, which is curved on all the different axes. Or yeah. you can uh, create something like this. Oh, fancy. It's, an, it's like, a, it's a like, push like a, one of those... Push dagger knife things. Yeah, I like it. Or if you want to get really fancy, you get to do things like this. Okay, that's like some kind of. It looks like some kind of. It looks like a part that got removed from like a car or something like that. It's got like holes and and a bracket of some sort. So but, okay. this this is actually a part for one of the three D printed printers. Oh, okay. Well, that's so, appropriate. Uh, <laughs> this is where the hot end would go. Thankfully enough, I actually have spares here for demonstrations. So here is oh fun. Here is a hot end. Okay. Um, you would have has like two little two little nozzles on the end of it. Is that where the filament goes in, or yes? So this is a slightly okay. different model. Uh, it's called a Y splitter. Usually, you would right. just have a single filament going through. This one has okay. two, and you can pull one out and put another one in. It's very. Hmm. It sounds very simple. Is annoyingly confusing. Um, but uh, this bottom bit here is uh, an aluminium block. No, there it is. Aluminium block, you put a tiny little heater in it and then a temperature sensor so it knows it's the right temperature. And then this teeny tiny brass bit at the bottom is the nozzle. That's where it spits out the hot glue. Yeah, so whilst it comes in the top at 1.75 millimetres, the hole at the bottom of the nozzle is 0.4 millimetres. Oh, all right. So it's it's heating it up, expanding it out, and then it's kind of just squeezing it out like a toothpaste tube, basically. Yeah. Okay. All uh, right. And then and it, then it just... and it's the robot hot glue gun. You tell it to draw a, a squiggly line, and it will draw a squiggly line. You tell it to move up a certain amount for different resolutions, mm-hmm. uh, and then you do that. So that's how fused filament fabrication printers work. And in okay. two thousand nine or so, uh, a bunch of uh, Patents from the 80s ran out. Mm. Okay. So a company called Stratasys is a, a really big industrial manufacturing company. Uh, they owned a lot of these patents. You physically could not heat up plastic and extrude it 
in a, a moving system without, without paying them a whole bunch of money. Yeah, so when those core patents ran out, there was uh, an engineer in the university, I, I believe it was University of Cambridge in the UK, called uh, Dr. Adrian Boyer. Okay. And he created something called RepRap, which is replicating, uh, rapidly replicating robots. He wanted, okay. he wanted to be able to create a printer that could then print the next version of itself. So you had. Okay. I, th- I think I've seen a movie about this. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And yeah. so the original idea of RepRap was you could go to the hardware store, buy some threaded rod, buy some bearings, uh, and then may- maybe make the first version out of like wood. Or like if you managed to have a friend with a lathe, you could like get them to roughly mm-hmm. make some things. And then you 3D print the parts for the next version. That would be stronger or smaller, and then you had you had rep- replicating robots. So right, that's where desktop consumer three D printing came from, huh? And we've we've mostly moved away from that. Uh, so we no longer just use like threaded rod you can get from um, the Home hardware Depot store, or, yeah. but we do still use. Um, aluminium extrusions that you can pick up we still use like uh eight or ten mil stainless steel tubes for like guiding you they, you may mm-hmm. not use them for the actual motion itself but to keep it straight yeah um and then yeah you use the printer to print upgrades for itself so maybe the printer you bought only supports one color but you wanted it to have two you could you can print the bit that pushes the plastic and then install it on the opposite side of the machine so you now have two of them that's that's mind boggling <laughs> i'm 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 trying to keep up with you and it's just i'm trying having trouble wrapping my head around this because i mean it i mean it makes so much sense it makes a ton of sense that like you have a device that's capable of replication or of 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 not replication that's not the right word um, manufacturing, that's also not the right word, but creation, basically. Like, I mean, you can you can make things out of this, and it makes sense that you would just make upgrades to its own thing out of, out of the same thing. It's just, it's really cool. And um, how did you get into 3D printing? Because, I mean, you've been doing this forever. And and I was just, I'm just like, what, what first got you, like, hooked on 3D printing? Because I'll be honest, I've been... An interested observer from afar, but like every time I start to think about like CAD drawings, my head starts to hurt. So like, what what got you into this? So it's actually branched off of what we currently do, like phones and technology. I remember, so I got into it in 2017, 2018. Mm. Um, so a bit after the 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 boom. Um, and I wanted to just create custom, like custom car mounts for phones, or okay. like phone cases. Because at the time, I was reviewing a lot of phones out of Asia. That like I am never going to be able to get a Spigen case for one of these phones. So okay. if, if I know roughly how to draw in CAD, which mm-hmm. very rudimentary, I'm not that good at it. Um, okay. 
you can if if I can learn roughly how to do this, I can create my own cases. And if I can create my own cases, there's like well then like maybe I could also create mounts. Maybe I can create okay. props. Maybe I can just like what cool stuff can I do? And yeah. I'm I'm a massive nerd. Like there's this you saw there's a sword there, there's swords behind me. The just off screen <laughs> there's a load of lightsaber hilts because I'm a massive Star Wars nerd. Um like I I've got a uh, a daredevil cowl up there. It, oh wow, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I can Oh, yeah, we got to see it. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. I love that. And that's from the Netflix series, yes. so. Yeah. That's uh or I should say the Disney Plus series now, but um, oh. yeah, but yeah. So it all des- it all came out of. Well, I'm reviewing phones that no one's going to make things for. What if I could make things for them? Yeah, definitely. And so, you, did you end up making your own like uh, phone cases and? Whatnot oh no, for... no, 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 no! My design skills were so bad. It was. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> it. It, my design skills were so primitive that I I couldn't even do that. And then at the time, uh, I had no idea how to print flexible filaments either. Because mm. um, printing a, a, re- a relatively stiff plastic is easy. Printing yeah. uh, flexible filaments is basically trying to push wet cooked spaghetti through a straw. It doesn't really want to, It doesn't really want to do it. <laughs> Um, and especially certain certain filaments expand when heated. Mm. But the problem with flexible filaments... A lot of physics involved. Yeah. The problem with a lot of flexible filaments is they are hydroscopic. So they absorb moisture from the air. Oh, okay. The problem with that is I live by the seaside. Hmm. Mm. All right. That would, be, uh, it's not that great. would be a problem. Yeah, it's not great. You know, I didn't even realize, I was actually having a conversation, two of my freelancers are from the UK, actually three of them are from the UK, but I was I was talking to two of them, and I did not realize, like, how much farther north England is from Chicago. Like, Chicago's pretty far north, but damn, <laughs> like, London is, like, six whole degrees farther north um, latitude than Chicago is. I was yeah. I was kind of surprised. I didn't realize. I always thought we were like right about on the same thing, but not so no, much. No, if I so. if I just went east uh, west. Yeah, if I just went west, uh, I'd probably be a little bit just below New York. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, New York is well, now I'm, now I'm going to ask. New York but... State. New York State, not like New York City. Like, right, okay, New York, I'm just kind of curious, well, New York City's at the bottom of New York State, so, what is New York's latitude? I thought New York was right up, yeah, they're 40 degrees north, so we're actually, Chicago's a little bit farther north, so, yeah, so, uh, are you, you're, are you anywhere around London, or are you northern UK, or like, where is So, no, I, I am from London, but no, now I, now I live in the southeast coast, I live pretty much, uh, I live in Hastings, so... Okay. On a clear day, I can actually see France. Oh, fun. Okay. 
Yeah, you're 50 degrees north. So yeah, yeah you're 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 much farther north than uh, actually. I don't know where like northern New York is, but still, it's just. Uh, yeah, I did not realize like how how much farther north you are. And um, I was I was asking one of the guys, I'm like, when does it ever get warm? And he's like, it doesn't. I'm like, okay. Then. I, so actually, no, we we say that it doesn't get warm, and then like the last four years, we've had like unprecedented heat waves. Hashtag climate change. Okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, when 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 did this pandemic begin? Like two, three years ago. Two years ago. That was two years ago. Two years. Yeah. Ago. So just just before. Not the major... coincidentally, right when this podcast started. But anyway. <laughs> just uh, just before the major lockdown started, I went to a friend's baby shower. Mm-hmm. Socially distanced in a park. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. I got second degree sunburn. Wow. It was, uh... it was, I think, 31 degrees and, like, really high UV index, like, in the high 90s. Huh. Yeah, I mean, you have to try to get second-degree sunburns, so that's uh, that's kind of impressive. But, uh, yeah, by the way, the second episode of this podcast was about how coronavirus is going to affect the tech industry. So, Oh, it might have done that. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and you know what? I, my my podcast did not see the supply chain coming, but uh, I also didn't see uh, um, Evergreen getting stuck in the uh, the uh, the canal either. So uh, anyway, that's fine. Um, okay, so like, what what are some of the cool things that you've made with your three D print? I mean, like, I don't want to. Ma- I don't want this to be entirely about three D printing, but I just can't. If get you, off if you want it to be, I'm happy to talk about it. All right. Well, then, good enough. What are some of the cool things that you have uh, that you have 3D printed? Like, what are some of the coolest things? I see the swords. Those are nice. I saw the bottle. Cool. What are what's some of the, like, I mean, let's go with, like, coolest and let's go with, like, most useful. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Looking so, around the lab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think most useful would be uh, we renovated our bathroom. Uh, okay. And again, very old house. It was built in the 1840s. Um, so A, nothing is a standard size, but B, right. noth- nothing is straight. So you couldn't, okay. you couldn't find anything to... If you wanted to have a unit, you'd either have to find a carpenter to make it. Okay. Or learn CAD and make brackets. So I, l- I learned how to make uh, corner brackets... Um, So like three-way brackets uh, and made Mm -hmm. an entire um, uh, sink unit and like toilet cistern cover that I could then later tile on. Um, That's impressive. Yeah, that that was was pretty fun. I think that was, I want to say like a week's worth of printing, including all the prototypes. Um, Okay. For something that only ended up being... I don't know, like eight pieces of plastic. It's just because I, I knew I didn't know what I was doing. Um, right. So that that was like throwing myself in at the deep end. So that was probably one of the like the useful things is right. uh, bathroom remodeling. Uh, I I build a lot of like jigs for things. So my mum is a seamstress. Okay. So all her overlockers or surges, as you call them in the US, uh, her embroidery machines, they all have different size uh, spools of thread. Mm. Uh, so organization systems for them or adapters to be able to use the thread on different machines because she didn't have it at the time and she needed it for another customer. That's cool. Um, I've 
Uh, I printed brackets for my garden to because uh, we had a really strong wind a couple years ago and broke some of our guttering. Oh, okay. Uh, and as en- any engineer can tell you, there is nothing more permanent than a temporary solution than works. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so there is uh, three brackets holding up guttering in my garden, not outdoor rated filament, but I'm not touching them because they've not broken yet. Because they still they, work. They still it. work. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they, those are the, the the functional things. Like again, like uh, I remember doing things for my nieces. So like uh, I made a like a clothing rack. So for all her like dress up clothes, she can oh, she cute. can have she can have all her like princess costumes not like in a box or in her main wardrobe. She's got her own thing for that. Oh, that's cute. Um, okay. But yeah, I think other than that, it's just the, oh, I saw this. This looks cool. Let's print this. Yeah. Um, so that's where so, you get the little bottle here, which just looks like mm-hmm. a little bottle. It's uh, actually a sharps container. So for oh, okay. uh, like exacto blades or utility blades that snap, they go in here. They, they can't come out. Yeah. That means it's a, a safe way to dispose of them. Neat. Okay. Uh, I've got a Raspberry Pi as a retro games system. Um, okay. That is housed inside a miniature controller. So you plug oh, the pa- yeah. So you plug the HDMI and the power into the back of this little controller, and then you've got like a little retro, uh, huh? Retro game machine. I love and then, that. And then just a lot of like cosplay things. Like I said, I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so I've got a lot of lightsabers. Uh, I've mm-hmm. got a load of um, Full Metal Alchemist things, um, and these are probably um, there's probably like uh, I mean not probably there are websites that are dedicated to like CAD designs for various uh, tools that you may want to 3D print, right? Like you can just usually just download this stuff and then like just send it over to the printer and let it go. Is that kind of how it works or? It's slightly more involved than that, but pretty much, yeah. So there is, um, okay. there's three major websites. Uh, there's one called Thingiverse, the universe of things. Thingiverse, okay. I'm familiar with that yeah, one. Yeah, Thingiverse is run by uh, MakerBot, who is uh, not in great standing with the community anymore, should we say? Uh-oh. Um, it's fine. It's just kind of abandoned where at this point, but it's the, the, mm. the biggest place, so everyone still goes there. Okay. Um, then there is My Mini Factory. Oh, that's cute. Okay. Yeah. And, I like uh, the name. Yeah, My Mini Factory <laughs> Good branding has, is important. Yeah, My Mini Factory there has a lot of um, like high-quality digital artists who make things like tabletop gaming characters, so like D&D or things like that. You can find oh, cool. a lot of stuff there, and they have like um, like giveaways, and they have like really high... Um... Ooh. Words are forgetting me now. Uh, <laughs> Words rev- are revenue split. Revenue split with the okay. creators. Oh, sure. Um, which is really nice. Um, and then a new up and coming one is uh, Prusa Printers. So uh, Prusa, again, has the machines themselves, but they wanted to create a community and then they opened it up to everyone. So you can upload your own print. And then very recently, in the last few months, they. Um, uh, added new incentives so if you download a file and you print it 
if you upload a photo of your print and you leave a comment, you mm -hmm. earn like virtual filament. So you earn like 10 meters mm. for uploading a photo on a comment. When you get enough okay. of when you get enough virtual Prusa meters, you can um, redeem them at their actual shop to buy filament or oh, okay. or hoodies or like any merch you want, uh, and yeah. that that's been really well received. So these oh. are like repositories where you can uh, find the models. Once you've once you've found one, whether they're free or paid. Uh, you download those and you bring them into a piece of software called a slicer. Okay. Uh, and all that does is it, it takes a three-dimensional object and turns it into those 2D layers for the robot hot glue gun. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then you can, you can say, all right, I want each layer to be whatever thickness. Yeah, one millimeter, two millimeter, ten millimeter, maybe not ten, but <laughs> but so usually the um, other direction. So usually uh, it's point two millimeters. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I, I, yeah, in terms of scale, I have nothing to go off. Of, yeah, so I'm totally making shit up at this point. So as I so <laughs> earlier, I said like the the common nozzle size is point four millimeters. Yeah, okay, um, that makes you, sense. You generally don't want to go more than three quarters the size of your nozzle for the layer height. Three quarters the size of your okay. All right. So if you've Try got a point, yeah. So if you've got a point four <laughs> millimeter nozzle, you don't really want to go past point three layer height. Okay. Otherwise, right. it just doesn't have enough plastic to support itself. It needs to have a little bit of a, a back pressure. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And then, and then, obviously, the smaller the resolution you can get, the finer detail you can get. Um, otherwise, if you have a, like a larger resolution, then it's going to be a bit more. You know, like photos, it's going to be a bit more blocky, but it might it might do the job for what you need it to do. I mean, that's also an entire aesthetic. So it's called spaghetti printing. Okay. Gotcha. So, All right. If I go off camera. Someone ex. Someone exploited spaghetti printing to make this, which is designed okay. to look even more ridiculous. So this is a virtual, virtual seven millimeter nozzle. But, oh, okay, um, I see. So this is basically an exploded view of what you would see if you looked at a print. Right. E each okay. layer stacked upon itself, and that's how that's how it would come out the nozzle, except. Wow, it's really hard to do this without glasses on. Um, I bet. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's roughly how that works. Um, so yeah, the you can go down to different. Wow, I am really messing this up. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, the hat <laughs> the hat's kind of throwing a wrench in the gears there. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can go you can go down in resolution. So point point one five point one. 0 0.08 if you really wanted to. Uh, the finer the resolution, the longer each print will take. Right. Uh, and, and then inversely, the larger the layer heights, the quicker it goes. Um, but again, like this because the standard nozzle is 0.4 millimeters, they're not the only ones you can buy. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've got, a, so. I've got an experimental nozzle that is 0 0.15. I've also got a huge nozzle at 1.2 millimeters. Okay. 
Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's not in the, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, it sounds like there's just, there's so much that we could talk about here and it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's something that I've been like really curious about and, you know, I've even had a couple of uh, companies like reach out and say, Hey, you want to test this 3d printer? And I'm just like, I don't have anything to do with it. Like, and, and I know it's probably the type of thing where it's like, you don't have anything to do with it until you have one. And now you can do anything you want. Um, but it's just, it's one of those things that I just, I, I guess I'm just that, not that kind of nerd. I, I guess it's, is what it boils down to. Um, I just, I, you know, I really wanted, uh, like we have, um, I know there are a couple of websites out there where you can actually like upload your, CAD designs and they'll basically print it and ship it to you because yeah. uh, uh, a good friend of mine actually did that for he actually designed his own like flashlight mm-hmm. and I forget what it was it was like a flashlight holder and it held something else that he put like right inside his like basement door going downstairs into the basement so like if they ever lose power they know exactly where the flashlight is yeah. so maybe it's like maybe it was like I don't know flashlight and batteries or something but he was telling me it's like you know they printed it up for like you know, five bucks or something yeah. like that. And, and so it's, uh, it's really cool. And I know our local library, I don't know if mine does, but I think the next town over, they have a 3d printer that you can basically bring in whatever CAD design you want. And as long as you pay for the filament, they'll print it up for you. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's very, I mean, these days, especially and this is a PSA to anybody who's listening to this, there is a, it's a fairly low barrier to entry at this point. So, I mean, yeah. if you have, you know, if you come across something that you want to have printed, you know, even if you don't want to go out and buy a printer yourself, you know, look into your local resources, especially your local libraries. Yeah, local libraries, and, maker spaces, they're, they're popping mm-hmm. up everywhere. Um, yeah. And even, even if you really don't want to buy the machines, they are only getting cheaper. You can now buy right. you can now buy a very decent machine for $150. And Dom will send me a link so I can put it in the show notes. I will indeed. So, um, all right. I one of those I actually have right here and it is currently the only one working. <laughs> of course it is. The cheapest the cheapest printer I have currently running is the only one running. Um So now this is my own curiosity, but what's wrong with the other ones? Like, why are they not working? Did you, like, kill them? or <laughs> No, it, much like uh, with uh, traditional inkjet printers or sewing machines or satellite dishes or TVs or anything with tech, anytime mm-hmm. you want it to work... It just doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, like, you've got all the ink in your printer, you've got a full ream of paper. It is literally USB plugged into your computer. Mm-hmm. And then the computer will say, no, printer's not turned on. Yeah. Or it'll say, like, you want to print something in black and white, and it's like, got no cyan, dude. Ah, so what you're saying is it's a BS printer issue. Yes. Because that I can relate to. That I can totally relate to. The the robots are still not that smart. So on the printers that are not working, uh, one of them, the uh, it's just not quite square. I moved it around and... X axis, which is horizontal, is mm-hmm. kind of like this now. So one well, that's si- not good. so one side of the bed is closer than the other, so things won't stick properly. That's my fault. Yeah. I just don't really have the mental capacity to fix it today. Mm. Uh, the other one, I, I did a so- the other one, I did a software update on, and it bricked itself or soft bricked itself. 
<laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, and the other one, again, is the pre-production printer, uh, which has a problem with the temperature sensor on the bed. And even though it's not uh, powered on, the bed thinks it is at 227 degrees, which <laughs> okay. is bad, considering the bed yeah. can only get to 110. But Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We're actually coming up on uh, uh, coming up on about an hour, which is about as long as I said I was going to keep you. Um, and it is very late where you are, so uh, I'm finishing off um, all the Beyond the Doubts with a series of questions, and you bravely opted to not see these questions before I asked them. So let's go. Um, we're just going to, we're just gonna, now it should be mentioned that, so that these are kind of geared towards, you know, reviewers and creators and stuff like that. So, um, Oh, he's, he's, he's flipping the hat. He's getting serious now. Oh okay. yeah. Um, so, so I, I think most of these should apply to you, but if they don't, then we could just, um, skip ahead. But for now, um, I'm just going to go ahead and I just want you to look at the camera and say your name and the publication that you work for most prominently. My name is Domenico Lamberti, and I'm the senior tech reviewer for Mobile Tech Talk. Excellent, excellent. Now, uh, the question. Question number one, are you a roamer, or do you have one set location for work? Uh, I have one set location. Occasionally, I will go to a coffee shop. Okay. All right. So, what is the last song or artist that you listened to while you were working? This is very easy. The Tron Legacy soundtrack by Daft Punk. Ah, okay. All right. That's a fun one. What is one word that a PR person can put into an email subject line that gets an insta delete? Ooh. It could be a series of words, too. So, uh, we think you'll be fascinated. All right. I, All right. I, I get that a lot, especially with the 3D printer stuff. I get, we think you'll be fascinated with how this, this new thing works. I'm over Ooh. it. Okay. Saucy. Love it. Okay. Um, what is one thing that you wish all PR people knew about you or your content? You can wine and dine me, but it's not going to change my answer. Okay. All right. Sounds like you might be speaking from experience there. Is there a story that you can share? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> um, so this this uh, company is no longer in the mobile space. They have since... They traded hands twice and then went under. Um, uh, I'll tell you. I, I, it's fine. I'll tell you. I'm trying to think if I know who this is, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they were very big in the US. Um, uh, but they they sent me a pre-production unit. I had issues. Uh, they said that's fine. I got a a new um, uh, retail unit that was even buggier. Uh, mm. And then they they uh, got me a cab to like to central London to their headquarters, and then took me out to uh, lunch to do an entire thing. And asked me, like, how... But basically, it's like, has this changed your experience? I'm like, no. It was still rubbish. <laughs> you bought me lunch, but the phone still doesn't work. Or yeah. whatever, it doesn't work. I'm yeah. just assuming it was a phone, but yeah. Oh, it was a phone. <laughs> okay, that's fine. 
like, I, like, I, like I appreciate the top shelf whiskey and sushi, but like the, the, the phone still wouldn't take the photo of it, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, okay, so normally <laughs> I have a different next question, but since we're... <laughs> I think you actually just answered the next question, but I was going to ask, has there ever been a product that you have received and tested that ultimately was so bad you decided not to review it, and without naming names, if possible, what was it? And I think we might have just answered that question, but um, anything else that you can think of? Because <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now so I'm fascinated. I, okay. I had a laptop from... Uh, a Chromebook from Toshiba uh, mm. arrive... And they were really excited to send it to me because um, it was when Chromebooks were like just starting to get out of like education only markets into okay. Um, so it was like the first 1080p fanless Chromebooks, and it was just so bad. It was mm. it was slow. The trackpad was rubbish. It got really hot. And the thing is, I don't know if they just hadn't had much feedback from other reviewers, but they were so excited to send it to me. And then I, I was like, look, I, I was, it was early in the industry for me at that point, And I really wasn't into like burning bridges because I, I wanted to be in the industry. So I was like, right. look, guys, I'm just going to have to send this back because it is bad. Right. So yeah, it's a T so. Toshiba Chromebook 13. Okay. All right. Um, I, have a, I have a similar story that I can tell you about, but uh, we'll, do, we'll save that for off air. But uh, all right. So getting back into the order of questions, how long does it take you to write a proper review? And I'm talking about from the time you open the box to the time you push publish or send to edit or whatever, however it works for you. So generally, I'm going to say two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. Okay. So my if if I'm being sent a, I'm just going to say phones because those are what I usually get the most. If I'm being sent That's a phone, the common denominator, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I will generally ask for at least a two week uh, loan period because I find for the first week it doesn't really count. You're playing with it more. You're so you can't get a good thing on the battery life. You're mm -hmm. you're using it for everything even things you wouldn't normally use a phone for a phone for yeah so you might be getting like thermal issues because you're gaming on it way more than any normal person would or you're casting to the tv for hours on end and I, it, the first week is like you're just playing with it the second week is when it gets real um mm -hmm. that the the novelty is worn off i'm using it as my phone i've got all my apps signed in and i'm just using it and then I then usually I I'm taking notes throughout those two weeks, and then for the half week after that, I collect my notes, write write the review. We have a standard review format, uh, yeah. and then I'm at the point where I don't always need to send it to another editor, but sometimes depending on the the review, I will send it to the editor in chief and just get them to give it a once over if they're happy with it. Okay. Okay. So for a second there, I thought you were talking about the phone. I'm like, wow, it must be nice to be the editor in chief. You're talking about the review. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <So> yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to send you this phone, and I just want to make sure you agree with all my conclusions. What? No. Uh, anyway. I mean, honestly, um, okay. with the amount of phones I've got in this office at this point, I probably should. Fair. Fair point. So do you prefer producing written content, audio content, or video content, and why? 
Over the years, my answer has changed uh, and it is now significantly closer to uh, written content. Uh, okay. I started out in this industry doing video content only. Um, mm-hmm. I started a very, very, very young, like 11, 12 years old doing YouTube phones and all that lot. Uh, if anyone really wants to, you can go that far back on my YouTube channel. I really don't recommend it, but you could do it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and over over time, with health issues or um, basically mental health issues and not feeling comfortable on camera for multiple reasons, I slowly mm. pulled back my my on camera personality and moved more to uh, written. Though I'm finding myself enjoying the short form content, so TikTok and YouTube Shorts a lot. Okay, so and, you're, you're uh, creating them as well as consuming them correct yeah so i'm uh, i'm currently in the process of bringing back one of my old series which is a 60 second news show i used to do on uh, instagram whatever instagram videos used to be called um when instagram videos were a minute long as well Um, right so yeah i'm in the process of bringing that back for youtube shorts and tiktok so Ah. yeah Fun is that IGTV? I think you're talking about, or is that uh, this, this, this? This predates IGTV, but yeah, it's oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. This is like tw- I, 2017. I use Instagram for the feed, and that is it. <laughs> so I don't even get into reels. But okay, all right, um, cool. So um, influencers here to stay, or a bubble waiting to burst? Ooh, as someone who could probably be technically considered an influencer, so I really hope the bubble doesn't burst. But um, um, I, th- I think, same, I, I think as, anyway. as, as with all industries, <laughs> I think it's going to evolve in a way that is not always friendly to everyone in the sphere. Um, as I said, we're currently undergoing a, a, a media transformation where short-form content is king. Um, ah. whether, that, whether that be because people's attention span is actually... Uh, degrading. I don't think it is. Actually, getting worse. I I I still think the written word has a lot of um, power behind it, Um, Mm. and I I do think a lot of people will still sit and read, or or at least watch a longer form video about a phone that they are considering purchasing. But Mm. I think you should. You can't do one or the other anymore. You have to be flexible, and if you are creating that ten twelve minute review video. Having a, a TikTok or a YouTube short with the pros and cons that you can then lead people to your longer video is going to be better in the long term. Hmm. You know, I have to say, now granted, we're only three months in, but that is probably one of the most well thought out and and um, and uh, um, uh, one of the most thoughtful answers that I've received to that question thus far. So, um, well done. You, you um, can again. guess. You can uh, understand that I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> sure, sure. And but you know, it's even more impressive because you're the first person that hasn't gotten these questions in advance. So I'm just saying, all all future beyond a doubt people, you're on notice. Um, okay, so. Who is the first reviewer that you read slash listen to slash watch slash go to when reviews drops? And it's okay if you don't say me. Um, sorry, my cat just walked in and she's by my feet. Um, so if it's uh, video content mm-hmm. and it's, again, embargo drops, everyone's uploaded to YouTube at the same time. Right. 
it'll probably be fish. It'll probably be Mr. Mobile. Um, okay. Just because, although I personally don't like uh, YouTube premieres very much, mm. um, I do love being able because he he adores them, and every like new high profile video he'll launch, it's a premiere, mm. and he will interact with people. Even yeah, I dig that. And it, even if he's getting slated in the comments, it's he's going to respond to people. Uh, mm-hmm. And I do, I love, I do love that that back and forth, and just even if the content itself isn't live, live, your interactions with the creator are. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, Michael's just a great guy. He is. He really, really is, folks. <laughs> and his his uh, appearance on Beyond a Doubt will come this year, I promise. So. Um, he's been on the show a couple of other times, both times talking about foldables. So we got to get into some other. Uh, Wait, did I other Fisher did I territory. interview Fisher before you did? <gasps> uh, well, I mean, he was he was on the the premier Um, he was our he was the launching issue. Uh, God, what am I trying to say? He was on the first episode of of the Benefit of a Doubt podcast, talking about foldables back in 2020. So I mean, um. I don't know. It hasn't really been an interview. That was more of a conversation. But yeah, I mean, it's it's very possible. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what uh, I don't know what time frame you're talking about. But anyway, um, okay. Final final question, and we might have already touched on this too. But if you weren't working in this field, and by this field I mean you know reviewing and doing stuff like that, what would you be doing for a living? Ooh. Uh... I, Barista at Starbucks is an acceptable answer. <laughs> no, I've I've done my time in retail. Never again. Yeah, like we, I, I think every <laughs> most people in the tech sphere have that that like I've worked, I've done my time in Azkaban. Um, mm. I would probably you know, I still be in healthcare. Worked... Okay. Uh, I... So is is that something that you connected with? Like, is that something that was like you know part of your like personality? Is that something that you were drawn to or? So as uh, as a child, I was pretty ill. Uh, my family is not great health wise. Um, okay. But yeah, I was the the clumsy kid that like broke a lot of bones. Um, I, I oh, have my a, daughter. Okay. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I have a, a birth defect, so I have muscles missing in my chest. Um, oh. Okay. So I have to like go see a specialist about that because. Uh, issues with this condition are things like my heart is slightly on the wrong side, which could be a complication in if I go into surgery in the future, and my anatomy doesn't actually quite line up with the models. Yeah, um, I can see how that would be an issue. They might want to, you know, like how they do like the not this leg thing when you're yeah. doing like an amputation. Yeah, you might have like an draw, arrow, like a bullseye, an arrow that's like <laughs> this way. Insert uh, scalpel here. <laughs> yeah. So, as someone that spent a lot of time in the hospital as as a, a child or with family in hospital, yeah, um, I always wanted to give back. In I, I felt like anything I could do, I I wanted to do, and I think that's specifically like a UK thing with the NHS. All this is like mm. free at point uh, free at point of use healthcare is ridiculously important um yeah and and has saved me and my family multiple times um i have no doubt so i uh i had 
I have a degree in like a bachelor's degree in health and social care. I'm going back to do my masters in oh, um, okay. Uh, just I'm basically being conned in by my lecturer to go back and do my masters, but okay, she she's great. She'll get away with it. But um, fair enough. Uh, I, w- I was I was too ill to go in and uh, do a nursing degree um, at the time, and then since that experience i've finally got my autism diagnosis which would have made it significantly harder anyway Mm. um so it'll probably be uh non-user facing healthcare is probably where i'd be okay all right well that is legit and thank you for uh for answering my rapid fire questions there and uh and sorry for not rapid fire answering them no, no, you you provided some very thoughtful and on point answers, and I really appreciate it. And I also appreciate the fact that we just talked about three D printing for like the last hour, and I feel like there's so much more that we could talk about. So um, I think we're going to have to rectify that by having you on again sometime. But for now, why don't you uh, what, let's go ahead and roll out the red carpet for you so that you can tell everybody where they can find you on the internets and uh, and you know just pimp your stuff there a little bit. Cool. So you can find my my phone, headphone, laptop reviews at Mobile Tech Talk. Um, I've recently just finished the OnePlus Nord CE2. Terrible okay. name, actually kind of decent phone. Um, I just finished the Anchor Soundcore Frames review. Oh, uh, I've got mine here somewhere. <laughs> I'm in the process of getting my prescription put in these. I love oh, the, nice. I love these that much. I'm, spend, I'm getting my prescription put in them. Dig um, it. Dig yeah. it. Uh, and you can catch my 3D printing content at Windows Central. It's not overly common just because there's not really too much of that content uh, I can post there at the moment, but it's right. there. And you can find me on all important social medias at mobile underscore dom. So Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for coming on so late at night. And in fact, I should point out that at this point, you are talking to us from the future because you you are officially in tomorrow. So I'm going to go ahead and end this conversation and uh, let you go get some sleep. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can have you on again uh, sometime soon. I would love to. Thank you for having me.